Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless you. Praise God. So good to have you in the house of the Lord. If I could have all the, uh, the women, all the young ladies, all the girls, if I could have you just sit down. I want all the men, young men and boys to remain standing. All the women, females, if you could just sit down. I want to give you opportunity for those that are standing around. I want you to look around at those that are seated. And I want you to know that there are spiritual moms that have, because of them, there has been life given to others. And I, I, I don't even want to start calling them out. But because of you, you spiritual mother, whether you are young or older, you have brought life to others spiritually and eternally. I thank God as you look around at mothers and mothers-to-be. And, uh, and all our young ladies and girls, we want to pray for them and we want to pray blessings. So if I could have you just turn and just extend a hand and if it's your your wife or your uh, mother that is sitting close to you or next to you you can go ahead put your hand on their shoulder and uh, we want to pray and if you need to move men young men uh, then do so just to uh, get in touch with that uh, person that that mother that young lady that's part of your family. We want to pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, on this day, this Mother's Day, we just thank you for life. Lord, for all our moms that have given us life. And Lord, that life comes through you and, and from you, from the fathers and the mothers. Together, Lord, we have life and, li and truly life, spiritual Eternal life, Jesus, is in you. And so we thank you for our existence today. Lord, that you knew us from before time began and we have existence. We just say thank you, Lord. And this, on this day, Lord, even as there are hands extended for blessing, I pray there will be blessing. That blessing will flow on these Girls, these young ladies, these women, these mothers, Lord, all around this sanctuary right now, we pray that blessing will flow from you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you that your heart is for good, that we would prosper even as our soul prospers, that we would be in health, that we would be in, in prosperity of soul and of, of, of body. And spiritually, Lord, I pray for, for that for each one of our dear sisters here, from the youngest to the oldest, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray a, a protection over them, Lord, in these days. Lord, as, the, as, as there are things in this world and there are things of the enemy, Lord, we thank you that by your blood we overcome and we are safe. We are in your hands. And Lord, I pray right now that blood, your blood over them, your hand over them in protection, you will keep them. Lord, we pray for wisdom. 
Lord, we pray for discernment. We pray for direction. We pray for your, your leading and guiding by your spirit. Lord, let that take place at this time. And Lord, I pray for those that, that are not sure about their future, that they would know that you are sure about their future and it is good in you and through you. And Lord, that that assurance would be in their hearts, in their minds, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray that each one would have a hope, Christ in us, the hope of glory, of an eternity with you. Lord, that there would not be one single uh, woman, female, in this place that does not know you. If they don't know you at this time, those that may be online, if there's somebody that's watching online, Lord, if they don't know you, that they will come to know you, that they would receive you, Jesus, into their lives because in you is hope. In you is a future. In you is an eternity. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for a comfort and a peace upon our, our ladies and our young ladies, I pray, Lord, for a joy to come and flood over them. Lord, I pray that they would know your tremendous love, that they would know that they, your love wraps around them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we pray for each and every one of them, and we thank you for them today, and we thank you, Lord, that you have allowed for them to be in our lives. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name, and everyone says... Amen. Amen. Men, you may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just uh, before we have the children head off to their classes, I want to, uh, I just want to say thank you for all those that are involved specifically in uh, helping out the service uh, portion, whatever, from beginning to end. Uh, I just want to thank all the, uh, uh, the, the worship team here behind me. Can we give them a hand for their using their talents? <laughs> Praise God. There is uh, two songs that I didn't recognize this morning, new songs. But I thank God for, for the willingness to use the talents. And I pray increase uh, of, of that talent and increase of the use of those gifts, that there would be an expanding. I want to just thank all of you that are part of the tech team and uh, involved in, in uh, making sure that things get out past these four walls and go out uh, beyond these four walls. And uh, I thank God for all of you. I also thank God for our, our greeters and our ushers, our our uh, different teams uh, that are, are involved in helping out, uh, just even in the, in the simple things of greeting and, and welcoming. Uh, thank you so much. There's so much that's uh, involved within the body of Christ, not just on a Sunday morning, but even outside of, of a Sunday. And um, I just want to thank all of you uh, in whatever you do, whatever you are doing, that you would do it as unto the Lord that you would be used by the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm just, let's just bow our heads. We're going to pray before we take in the word and as our children are dismissed, uh, we just want to pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your heart 
to speak into our lives. We thank you this morning. You are here. We thank you, Lord, that your spirit is, is moving. Thank you, Lord. I pray that there would be life, a quickening, Lord, for those that uh, are struggling, for those that are, are, are hurting, for those that are having difficulties, Lord, I pray that they would know you love them. And so, Lord, we pray, move by your spirit in this place. Lord, even those that are watching, perhaps uh, from wherever they are, Lord, we pray, move by your spirit upon them and within them. Lord, that there will be an encouragement that comes this morning. There will be life that comes this morning. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for our Sunday school teachers. And we pray an anointing upon them as well as they minister to the children this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let us have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, I don't know what your usual expression is when you... Uh, you come across something that is extreme, and, and I'm talking extreme as in good, extreme. And I, so I don't know what your expression is out there. It's, it's like, or something happens, you just say, yes. Uh, or maybe it's like, wow. Or maybe it's nice. So I'm going to count to three, and, and I just want to hear some of your expressions, whatever it may be, when there is something good, something great, something awesome that happens, and if you would just uh, say it out, okay? So, one, two, three. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And, uh, okay, now I'm going to count down from three, uh, and I want you to say it like you really mean it, okay? So, three, two, one. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing that we all have our own uh, expressions that we sort of go back to. And uh, for a number of years, and I think it was my mother that started it, was the term, because I, I can remember her saying, oh, that's sick. Now, she was saying it in a negative, but now it's come to mean in the positive. It's like, oh, that's sick. You know, that's not, oh, that's awesome. That's nice. Uh, and mom, I know you don't get it. Just doesn't make sense to you, right, mom? Just doesn't make sense. How can something sick be good? But uh, yeah, that's the, the, the day and age that we live in. Um, today, I've, I've entitled the, this uh, part four, and if you haven't caught the, the previous parts, uh, I'm going to ask you, to uh, go back and check out parts one, two, and three of the Holy Spirit series uh, that will culminate on uh, June 5th in just a few weeks and uh, on Pentecost Sunday. And so if you have not caught this, I know you can go to our website, lighthouseniagara.com, or you can go to YouTube and whatever other means. I don't know exactly all different 
places you can possibly go to. But uh, for YouTube, for instance, go subscribe and share with others and um, that there would be a taking in of the word by yourself and others. You would not miss a service, whether it's uh, on Wednesday, Sundays or on Wednesdays. And um, so for our Wednesday nights as well, come. We've been going through uh, Romans and uh, just entitled it, Changing My Future. If you want your future changed, uh, check out the series on Wednesday nights, Changing My Future. I think we all want to have uh, a, an, an amazing future ahead of us in eternity. So today I've entitled this message, uh, The Holy Spirit in Me, and wow, yeah, nice. So whatever you want to put after the, the, that, and I'm going to leave it up to uh, our uh, team. I'll, it'll be interesting to see what they entitle it, whether it's wow or nice, but if you can include that, make sure there's some exclamation marks behind it if possible, all right? Um, this uh, yesterday, <laughs> I step out onto the porch and I look down and I see poop <laughs> on the corner and it's like, ah, oh, seriously. And so I'm, th I'm figuring it's, well, hey, it's, it's bird poop. And I'm figuring, well, okay, there's got to be birds around. So I, I slowly look up the, the, the tree that's right beside the, our, our landing there. And so as I look up, I keep going, and I get to about eye level. And the, this tree, sort of like a, a, a weeping kind of evergreen, and it's, so it's bent over like this. And at the top, as I'm looking up, Wondering, well, why is a bird sitting in a certain spot? As I'm looking up, I come to about eye level, and right there is a turtle dove. You know? You know, those ones that make those beautiful noises in the morning. Sorry for those that uh, say that's not how a turtle dove sounds. But anyways, and there this turtle dove was like just a few feet away from me and had built a nest and was sitting on possibly eggs there. And I thought, you know what, yeah, I hope this, this turtle dove is not moving away and going somewhere else because of the traffic that is, is in and out of the house. But it was, it was amazing to have this turtle dove so close, just to like a meter away, and, and was just looking at me, was not afraid, was just looking at me, and it was like, nice. I want you to know this morning, the Holy Spirit desires to be close to us, and not just close to us, desires to be within us. In Luke 24, verse 46, Jesus said, to those that were there, his disciples. Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for, for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, 
I send the promise of my Father upon you. The promise of my Father I send upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem till you are endued with power from on high until the Holy Spirit would come upon you. And even as Luke would continue in the book of Acts, and even as he was inspired to write not just the gospel according to Luke in the inspiration and the power of the Holy Spirit, but also the book of Acts, he continues about Jesus before he would leave this planet. Acts 1 verse 4. And being assembled together with him, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Here it is again, the promise of the Father. What is that? Which, he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. The Holy Spirit, to not just have the Holy Spirit come upon us, but to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to be totally enveloped by the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And in verse 8, he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witness, witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. In Ephesians, there's two prayers that we, we read of in chapters 1 and chapter 3. It wasn't until uh, last year or the year before that I recognized that the prayer, and once again, this is, scriptures are inspired by the Holy Spirit. The prayer that starts in Ephesians 1, I think it's around verse 14 or so, and continue, it, it actually continues. It doesn't stop at the end of the chapter, but it continues right through chapter 2, and it finishes off at the end of chapter 3. And it says... And Paul, as he concludes his prayer, he says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. The power of the Holy Spirit to strengthen your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith your faith in Jesus Christ, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Like there's so much here. God is just saying, I just want for you to have these things in your life and in your heart, regardless of what's going on around you. And in verse 20, he says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let it be. Can we give the Lord a hand this morning for he is worthy of praise and by his spirit he desires for us to have the fullness of God. I just say thank you, Lord. Today I want to look at a chapter that um, there's parts in it that pastors would probably skip over because it's like 
What? I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure I understand exactly what's going on here in, in portions of this chapter, Acts chapter 5. And we recognize that in Acts chapter 5, and as I went through it, I read through it numerous times. Numerous times I read over this chapter, and it was like, Lord, you, you need to speak to me regarding, like, there's parts that, okay, that's easy enough. I get it. I can, I can easily preach on that. There are other parts, like, I'm not sure I get it. I want, I want you to know that Acts chapter 5 is a chapter of extremes, from one extreme to the other, and it's, it's, and everything in between. And it's about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. In fact, the book of Acts is all about the acts of the apostles and, and others in the power of the Holy Spirit. It is all about the power of the Holy Spirit in those that, that allowed, not just were saved, but allowed for the power of the Spirit and the fullness of God by His Spirit to just overflow in their lives. So, the extremes of what we allow God to do in our lives. And I'll tell you right now, it starts on the very far end uh, of negative, unfortunately. So, before we get into it, I... Three words that I just want, I, I want you to, to state and say with me. And uh, um, the first word is anticipate. Could you all say anticipate? anticipate. All right, anticipate. Uh, the second word I want you to say out loud, and it just hopefully it gets into your spirit today, is expect. Can we say expect? All right, so anticipate and expect. All right? You might say, they almost seem like the same word. And to a certain extent, yes. And I'm going to go through and, and just define those in a moment, okay? The last word I want you to, to say is realize. Okay, so we have anticipate, expect, and realize. Yesterday morning as I got up and I was just early in the morning and, and the Lord gave me the first word is anticipate. I, I, I didn't know exactly what uh, that was all about. And then very quickly after that was to expect and then to realize. Okay, so what does this mean? And the first two, to anticipate, um, is an aspect of of faith when we anticipate something it implies anticip anticipate implies taking action about something or responding emotionally to something before it happens so anticipation will at times elicit a response something that you need to do as you come to know something, you and you're anticipating something to happen, and there will also most likely be an emotional response as part of it. So the anticipation 
in anticipation, for example, you know, I, I, when it comes to food, I, I have very strong positive emotions regarding food. In fact, uh, so yesterday, yesterday was a very interesting day. I, I usually Mondays are, or sorry, uh, Saturday. What, what day is it? Today is Sunday, right? Okay. Saturdays are, are it, was, it was just a crazy day yesterday and things that were unexpected came up and there was shuffling and moving and shifting and, and so, uh, but around, so it started at 6 o'clock in the morning and it, it went till about 5.30 in the afternoon and then, but part of it was I, I decided, you know what, uh, we're going to have, Julie, we're going to have an extended Mother's Day it's not going to be a Mother's Day. It's going to be a Mother's Weekend, which means, Julie, yeah, you, you don't need to be cooking and whatever. She was, had gotten things out for supper, and it's like, no, 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 uh, let's, let's go out. So the anticipation of going out to eat sort of pushed off or some of the, the harder things that I had to do yesterday, and it was a good day. And despite, it was just from one thing to the next after, and just, and the timing was, it needed to be right on time. And uh, everything worked out, but there was this anticipation of the fact, hey, yeah, Julie and I are going out for dinner. We're going to be going out. So there was this positive emotion that was going along with it to anticipate. I want you to know that your soul, your emotional state, would be positive when it comes to the Holy Spirit. That there would be a, a positive ass, uh, emotional response of your soul. Because I'll tell you right now, your spirit desperately desires the Holy Spirit. So gentle, like that morning dove, like a dove. Not crashing in on us but just desiring to get close and to be a part of her life, that your response to the fact that the Holy Spirit desires to be a part of your life would be one of anticipation positively. Because I know we can go to the other extreme in anticipating something that is extremely neg negative, and there's an emotional response that is one of, of, of anxiety and fear. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, that should never be the case. But there's this positive emotional response to the fact, what? God, the Holy Spirit, desires to be active in, in my life, every part of my life, wherever I may be, whatever, wherever I might be going, and, or whatever I might be doing, the Lord desires by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be a part of our life. And I say, thank you, Lord. Whatever it may be, that there would be an emotional response of anticipation positively. So this anticipating and to anticipate implies taking action about or responding emotionally to something before it happens that you would say, I'm going to draw near to the Holy Spirit. Or I'm going to allow, as the Holy Spirit comes, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to be a part of my, my life. Expectation. Now, 
anticipation does have to do with faith. It does have to do with faith when we take that step to say, yes, I allow the Holy Spirit into my life. Jesus, not just, just fill me with your spirit. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one that baptizes. And so we say, yes, by faith, knowing that the heart of God is for you to prosper and to grow. This, this passage, this prayer, ending of this prayer that spans three chapters in Ephesians. I just say, thank you, Lord. Let it be your heart to us that he would grant us according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man and that we would know how deep and wide and, and, and high and, and, and extreme the love of God is to us, the love of Jesus Christ for us by the Holy Spirit. Let's us know how much God loves us, how much he loves us, how much Jesus loves us now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, the power of the Holy Spirit in us. So expectation is the degree of probability that something will occur. For example, if you, you invite somebody and they've let you down in the past, your expectation that they may come when you invite them might be low. Ah, I've, I've, I want to connect with that person. They've sort of pushed me off or whatever. So I'm going to, I'll try again, but I'm not expecting much. There is an aspect of faith involved in this as well. Expectation, the probability. Can I just say this? The Lord God, his heart and desire is for there to be, yeah, an expectation for the extreme things in the, the good his will to be accomplished. His good and perfect and acceptable will to be done in our lives. He wants it fulfilled in us. You say, but pastor, I'm going through hard times. And to show himself strong on our behalf, even as we would be going through difficult times. Hey, we will go through storms of life. But what an amazing thing when we have God... As God is there to see us through those hard times and we see the hand of God and we say, thank you, Lord, you saw me through this. Isn't that a wonderful thing? And I'll tell you right now, some of you maybe have gone through extreme things and you know, oh my goodness, if it wasn't for God, and man, I was I far from God, and if it wasn't for God, even before you came to him, I should have been dead many times over, but something kept me alive. Something was watching over me, and it is the love of God to say, man, do I have things for you. I have an eternity. I have a future for you, and I have an eternity for you that is good. Each one of you, you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. And even before things began, and even before things created were created, God knew that you would exist. And he says, I have a plan that's specific for you and that the fullness of the Holy Spirit would help for those things to take place. And that you would expect, not with, oh, well, I, okay, well, maybe God, I'll, I'll, and maybe that's where you're at. Well, I'm not sure. 
I want you to know that you can expect, let me read again, the degree of probability that something will occur when it comes to God, I'll tell you, is 100%. It is 100%. Doesn't matter where you are at, what you're going through. It says that all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. Hallelujah. I want you to know this morning that God knows you personally and God has a plan that is specific for you and it is 100% guaranteed to take place by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Lord, let me be surrendered and let my, the probability, the degree of probability that something will occur, regardless of my faith, maybe it's not there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that leap of faith and I'm going to trust in you. God, I surrender my life to you, Jesus. Be Lord of my life and let your will be done in my life. And I'm telling you, it will take place. Some of you might say, but God, God you know what? The things that I want to have happening aren't necessarily happening in my life. I know that sometimes happens. In fact, I thank God that sometimes we, there's a no. Like God says no because, man, if we got what we wanted, I'll tell you, I look back over my life, and if I got what I desired, my life would have been a living hell. And he closed the door. I, I think back, I think back to my, uh, when I first got hired with, back then it was the Niagara South Board of Education, 1986, or 80, sorry, 80, it would have been 87, September 87, or uh, October, anyways. The job that I wanted, there was three jobs available, and there was two of them, that I said, okay, if I can get any one of those, but I want to have, they were all in special education. There was three jobs available, and I went for the interview, and so we, there were principals interviewing, and so I didn't know if I would get a job or not, but a few days later, I get a call from George Sadler, my principal, or the, the, one of the principals, and he says, Dave, congratulations. You got the behavior class at John Marshall School. And it was, it was like early in the morning. I was still, I was still in bed. It was like 7 o'clock, 7.30, and, and uh, summertime. And um, so before the school year would start. And it was like, uh, it was like, oh, yay. <laughs> I, I was trying to be, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. It was the job that I not, did not want. Thank God I got that job because I was there for 14 years, and in it God prepared me, even for uh, being a pastor, being in that behavioral class. Some of you are a little bit on the behavioral side, and I just thank God for the grace and the mercy uh, that he extends to me. I had 14 years where I just say, thank you, Lord. What an amazing time of preparation to be a pastor and to be called into being a pastor because God knows. And I want you to be encouraged if you are, are wondering, well, what's going on? Why am I where I'm at? I want you to know that as you believe and you place your trust in the Lord and you uh, uh, 
grab a hold and allow for his will to be done in your life, the degree of probability that something will occur that is not just something that you're, it is the will of God, it will occur, it is 100%. The only ones that will devi uh, cause for there to be a deviation is ourselves. Where we may deviate and we go around in circles at times or we go off track. Sometimes it's like we go off cliffs and the Lord spares us and picks us up again and brings us back to the place that we need to be. I want you to be encouraged to expect that, it, that the things that God has planned for you, if you submit to his lordship and allow his will to be done, will be done 100%. The last word which I asked you to repeat was realize. It says to, to bring into concrete existence. Realization to realize a realization means to bring into concrete existence, as in it's happened. So there is in the word real, realize or realization is a word real or reality. This is what's happened. And when it comes to God, it is good. It is good. And regarding the Holy Spirit, Luke 3.16, John the Baptist said regarding whether he was the, the, the Messiah, he says, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire to be immersed. And the degree of the, the power and the, the closeness of the Holy Spirit in your life is dependent on you. It's dependent on you. Okay, let me go quickly. Let's, let's just dive into Acts chapter 5 and just keep those words in, in your mind. Anticipate, expect, those two things. There is an, a degree of faith involved. But the realization, the realizing is all God to have those things come to pass as we, can, we place our faith in him. So when it comes to the Holy Spirit and you and me, it's like nice. It's like, wow, what, really? I didn't know that. What, that's for me? Or God, what, you want me to do that? And it's not, can I, may I say this, it's not just the Holy Spirit for me, but the fact that, that as we have the Holy Spirit, it will impact others. It's, it's, it's just an automatic thing that will happen. You will make an impact in other people's lives positively. All right. So point number one I just want to make is this. The Holy Spirit desires relationship with me. Like, wow, and nice. Nice. The Holy Spirit wants a relationship with me. This story in Acts chapter 5, or this first thing, actually happened. It's an extreme story and extremely negative. And it basically is because there's a dismissing of the Holy Spirit in a person's life. And not just one life, but we're talking two lives. And there's extreme impact as a result of this. There's a dismissing of the speaking. These were believers 
I just want you to know they were believers. There was a, a dismissing of the Holy Spirit. And here's the, 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 the Holy Spirit is, is speaking and would speak into their life. And there's a conviction that is taking place by the Holy Spirit. Don't do this. And there's just a running right over say, ah, I dismiss that. Not a good way. It is detrimental to us. I'll tell you right now that, that the things that happen in our lives negatively, the Holy Spirit, I would say, 100% one, of the time has already put up stop signs saying, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't go down that road. Don't make that decision. And sometimes it's loud. And we push through. And there's extreme. If we, if we don't turn around, we'll recognize in the story there was a chance to turn around, but they just kept going, and there were extreme results. So regarding sin and the conviction of sin in your life, when the Holy Spirit is coming saying, hey, straighten that out, straighten that out, straighten that out, straighten that out, for goodness sake, heed the warning, because if we don't, in the end, we do die. Apart from God. Because we are practicing sin. We're going, we're, I don't care, and we dismiss the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit desires relationship with you, and in this, negative uh, story, there's the, the, the re recognition that the Holy Spirit was attempting to turn this couple around. So let's read it quickly. But a certain man, okay, just if you read the end of chapter 4, you will find that uh, there was a lot of extreme things happening in Jerusalem. There's persecution happening, and uh, so the, the people that were becoming followers of Christ, believers, there were some uh, very extreme negative things uh, financially or job-wise and all those kinds of things. And so it was amazing how the church got together and people sold property to say, I we want to help out. So they sold property and, uh, to help out with, within the body of Christ at that time. Beautiful. So then it starts, so this is, had already happened, at, you can read at the end of chapter 4, but chapter 5 then begins with another, a couple. It says, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, the next verse is Peter responding he says, and Peter said, and this is a word of knowledge given by the Lord. How could he have even known this? He didn't know this, that there was a keeping back a part of it. And not to say that, hey, Ananias and Sapphira didn't have to give anything. They didn't have to sell any property. They didn't have to give anything. But they decided, yeah, you know what? We want to be a part of, of, of helping out to a certain extent. And uh, so we're going to sell. And so they, they held back back part of the proceeds and we're saying here's everything that from the sale the whole amount here it is we want to give it but Peter said 
Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? So this, there was this, this aspect of the Holy Spirit already bringing conviction to Ananias that what he was doing was not honest. It was not, it wasn't right. He was lying, but he wasn't lying to, to Peter uh, or he was lying directly to the Holy Spirit. That's interesting. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Like you, you, you could have just said, well, hey, we're gonna give, we want to give half of the, pro, or the, the sale to you and to help out in the church. Uh, so they, they could have said that. They didn't. Was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. It's a, it's a healthy fear to recognize the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you right now, thank God that people aren't dropping dead from, and, oh, who knows, maybe they are. Because they've shut down the Holy Spirit again and again and again and again to the point where the relationship with God is no more. And for them to come back to relationship with God and the Holy Spirit is attempting and attempting for there to be relationship, that's his heart, and there's a pushing back. And it's like, not good. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came and not knowing what had happened, and Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. We sold it for this amount. 80,000. Uh, when they had sold it for 100,000. I'm just throwing some figures, numbers out there. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? The Holy Spirit was probably... So not just with Ananias, the conviction of the Holy Spirit on a life, but we're talking to Sapphira as well, saying this is not right. Listen, folks. I believe it is by the grace and mercy of God that we are not struck dead after the Holy Spirit has warned again and again that we're going down the wrong path. And so what happens is, think about your life. Was there a point that you walked away from the Lord and it was going like you're just going around in circles, around, or you're in a rut? And it's like, oh, my goodness. My life is just, it's, it's good, then it's bad, it's good, and it's bad because I'm not dealing with what the Holy Spirit would have me deal with because he loves me. God loves, loves us, and the Holy Spirit is there to help us on a daily basis, and here they're pushing the Holy Spirit away. And Ananias and Sapphira are pushing the Holy Spirit away, even though the Holy Spirit is testing. You tested the Spirit. The Holy Spirit was, was speaking to you, and you 
You thought, ah, I, I, no, I'm just going to lie anyways. I don't care. Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came and found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. What a sad story. A dismissing of that gentle dove. And in the end, you can sin against the Lord Jesus, but to sin against the Holy Spirit, to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, and basically what is it? As the Holy Spirit comes again and again and again, and we reject again and again and again, eventually the Holy Spirit stops coming and we are done. We are finished spiritually. We might still be alive physically, but we're finished spiritually because without the Holy Spirit drawing us to the Lord, when we go wayward and the Holy Spirit doesn't draw us anymore, we are done spiritually. The Holy Spirit desires relationship with us. And, and to be, there's a thing of honesty. Listen, Lord, as Paul says, you know what? The things that I received, the this, this spiritual revelations that I received are amazing. They're just amazing. And lest I should be filled with pride... The Lord allowed for the enemy, Satan, to buffet me, and a thorn was put in my side. And, and three times I said to the Lord, Lord, that this thorn would be removed from my, my side. It hurts. It's painful. And we don't know what that thorn was, uh, what, but whatever. There was a buffeting of the Holy Spirit or of the Satan in Paul's life, lest he should be proud about his spiritual, the things he had done spiritually and the revelations that he received. And then we have that beautiful verse. And there's an honesty. I love the honesty of God. Thank God that Paul had struggles. Because we all have struggles. And the Lord desires by His Spirit for us to say, I'm struggling in that area. That we're honest with God. That's what relationship is about. There's an honesty about relationship. Hey, this is where I'm at. I'm struggling. And as, we, as the Holy Spirit is there to help out, Jesus says these wonderful words. He says, hey, Paul, I want you to know my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. In your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Listen, you might be going through something or you're struggling with something. You say, God, why? And whereas we're honest, Lord, I, hey, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm struggling in this area. Man, do I need your help? I hum your help? I humble myself. And the power of the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is there to come alongside you and to help you through those times. And even to help you through even temptation. The heart and desire, the Holy Spirit desires relationship with you, with me. It's like, thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes. That we would be honest with the Lord in our weaknesses. That we would not dismiss the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That we would draw close to the Spirit of God, especially in our hard times. He desires beautiful relationship with us. I just think, man, what a... <laughs> that dove. I know the Lord allowed for that. Hey, that tree's been there for several years. There's been no bird nest in that tree. And for that to happen just yesterday, it was like... 
this beautiful illustration of the Holy Spirit to be close. There was no look of fear on that little dove, the tiny, just, I just saw the head and the eyes were looking at me, not with like, it was just looking at me like, I'm okay with you being right there. The Holy Spirit for us is like, oh man, I just want to be close. I want you to allow me into your life desires relationship. Secondly, the Holy Spirit desires to work through me. The Holy Spirit desires to work through you. Nice. And through the hands of the apostles, verse, verse 12 now, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. I just found out the other day that Solomon's porch was the actual porch that Solomon had built a thousand years prior. And so when the... the um, Babylonians came in and the whole thing was knocked down. There was a, a, a keeping up of this huge arch or, or gate or uh, this porch area. They left it and they kept it. So a thousand years later, it was still standing. There's nothing else standing but this, this porch and this, this big gate that Solomon had built. And they were, it was a a wonder, even to them a thousand years later, the, the beauty of this, this gate and this porch area. And they were, so they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. So, so here the apostles are doing signs and wonders among the people, yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. It's like, you keep doing what you're doing, like, this is amazing, but there's no way that I can do it. I just want you to know there's degrees, extremes of, of how much the Holy Spirit wants to work through you. And here they made a decision. The rest dared not join them as in, hey, we want to be with you in the work that you're doing because there was a fear of a negative response. And so there's these extremes of how much you desire or would have the Holy Spirit work in your life. You control it. You make a decision. And that... Holy Spirit is like a, that gentle dove, powerful, desiring to do a work through us. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. I'm just telling you, as I said, mentioned earlier, the Lord, as he works through us, it's, or it's not just on us, but through us to impact others. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter, not just Peter stopping and touching and praying, even the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. We talk about the power of the Holy Spirit on Peter. Lord, fill me. Allow me to be used powerfully. Also, also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. And the Lord wants to do, the Holy Spirit has not changed. The Lord wants to do the same thing today. And it doesn't have to be just by a pastor or an elder in the church or whatever. It is by you and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let your spirit fall on me. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water by the Holy Spirit. This he, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit, 
whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He had not died and risen again yet. So this was before, and he's already speaking of the life that would come and could come through us. As we say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Holy Spirit, you desire to work through me. Let it be. I, I submit to your lordship, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just let there be rivers of living water flow through me. Hallelujah. So not only does the, the Holy Spirit desire a relation with us, not only does he desire to work through us, but the Holy, desi the Holy Spirit desires to help me, you. Praise God. In Acts 5, 32, it says, And we are his witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Let's see what this is all about, this, five, this uh, chapter 5, 32 verse. From verse 17, so here are the apostles, they're, they're doing signs and wonders. People are getting saved. The gospel is being proclaimed. People are getting saved left and right. Listen, this is exactly what the Lord wants to do through each and every one of us that you would anticipate and expect and realize what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life today and beyond. Lord, let it be. Let it be. Then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him. Like So things are happening and the high priest, is uh, there. they rose up and those with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Go, bring life to others. So here in the power of the Holy Spirit, it was just like even the angel, Hey, come out. Come out. The angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. And then... Lock the doors behind them. He locked the doors behind them, or we'll see that they were locked. And when they, when they heard it, let me just say again, verse 20, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life, of life in Jesus Christ. Hey, we can do that. Hey, Lord, I'm willing to be used by you to bring life to others. And so, go ahead. Now, let's see how the Holy Spirit will help. The, the, the word, or the Holy Spirit is already doing a work. They're, they were imprisoned. They're taken out. So, and when they had heard that, they entered their temple early in the morning and taught. By the high, but the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. Hey, go get the apostles. We, wanna, we, we need to speak with them. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and report saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Can you imagine? So the apostles, they're all in there. Doors are open. They walk out. The guards are like, we, we don't see anything or they're sleeping or what? We don't know. Can you imagine if they were awake and, and, and so here these guys walk by like they're invisible or something? Who knows? And then the doors are locked and shut behind them, and, and, but there's no one inside anymore. Now when the high priest, uh, the captain of the temple, and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. 
<laughs> Listen, the Holy Spirit wants to help powerfully in our lives. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they should be stoned. So there was a positive response from the people about the teaching of the Lord to them and the gospel being given to them. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them, saying, did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? That's already we, we got from Acts chapter 3 and 4. Hey, don't teach or preach in Jesus' name. And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's, this man's blood upon or on us, Jesus' blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom you murdered. Wow. Whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him, God, him, God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Wow that there would be a turning of Israel and a repentance from sins and a, a remission of sins and forgiveness of sins to have your sins forgiven. Isn't that good? You know, you say, oh my goodness, the things that I've done, not good. Lord, forgive me and the Lord forgives as we place our faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. And we are his witnesses to these things and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And Jesus said, I want you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He commanded them to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is available for every single person. Let your spirit be in my life without measure, flowing from me, just bringing life to others. Hallelujah. So not only does the Holy Spirit want to help me, and helps and had helped the apostles even to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. But the Holy Spirit desires to be with me. Nice. The Holy Spirit desires to be with me. And now I say to you, Acts 5.38, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest even, unless you even be found to fight against God. This is uh, Gamma Liel, who's a Pharisee, verses 33. says, when they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. This is uh, their response to Peter um, saying, hey, do we obey God or man? Jesus says, you, you murdered Jesus, but he was exalted at the right hand to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. The Holy Spirit desires the message of Jesus Christ to be brought to those that don't know him. Because without Jesus Christ and his death on the cross, there is no life. We, have, we do not have life except in and through him. So when they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. So it went to, to now to killing them. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. We can see the Holy Spirit moving even on the hearts of men uh, on our behalf, on, the, on behalf of the apostles. So they put the apostles outside for a little while and he said to them, men of Israel, you leaders, 
take heed to yourself that you what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Thutis rose up claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him and followed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. Don't touch them. Leave them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. Man, that our work and anything that we do would not be of ourselves and of man, but let it be of God. That's, that's my prayer as a pastor here. Lord, not my will. Your will be done here. You would be glorified. You would be exalted. Let your will be done here in this city. God is doing a work in our city. He is. He's, I say thank you, Lord. I, I could go on. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that right now. But if it is of God... If the work is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. So I want you to know, we, we, I read the passage at the very beginning, if God is for us, who can be against us? There is nothing that can stand against the will of God being accomplished in your life as you are total, totally surrendered to God. His will will be done in your life. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I'm going to call the uh, worship team if they just come. You know what? The amazing thing is as the Holy Spirit is with us, Jesus Christ will be exalted. Acts 5 verse 40 says, And they agreed with him, and when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they wanted to kill him, they just beat them, they command that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and, and let them go. Don't you dare speak in the name of Jesus. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Isn't that amazing? The authorities were saying, don't you dare preach in Jesus' name or teach in Jesus' name or do anything in Jesus' name. And they went out and did everything in Jesus' name. Can we stand together? Jesus Christ and him crucified, that it would be proclaimed, that Jesus Christ would be exalted, that many lives would be saved from sin and have eternity with God, have life with God for eternity by the power of the Holy Spirit working through us to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let it be done. Today, that you would anticipate you would move towards drawing closer to the Lord with a, a positive emotional response like, oh, yes, I anticipate there to be a powerful working on me and through me by the Holy Spirit and that you would expect there would be things done, 100%, the will of God done, expect it. And lastly, you will see it come to pass to realize what God has for you. I don't want you to be afraid because the God that we serve is able to do all things. I say praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Lord, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you or has wandered, maybe they're in that, that cycle of just going around and around and around. It seems like there'd be no change. Lord, perhaps at this time they're crying out to you or they're calling on your name saying, Jesus, man, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this, this rut. I need to get out of this cycle of life that is so negative. And there's, it seems like there's no hope. Lord, so I cry out to you. I confess, yes, I, I have depended on myself or I've depended on others. I haven't looked to you at all. I've, I've, I've dismissed the Holy Spirit. So forgive me. Forgive us, Lord. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that even as you were glorified because you went to the cross and you, you took all our sins upon yourself and you died for us and you were buried, but you were glorified, you were raised from the dead. As a result of that, there's, there's an opportunity for the power of the Holy Spirit to be without measure in our lives, and we say yes to that. We say yes to that, to anticipate, to expect that the reality of your will being done will be done in our lives by your spirit, by your power, for your glory, for your honor, that Jesus Christ would be exalted. And Lord, even in the lifting up of Jesus, that there would be many that will come to you, Lord. Not that our, just our lives are impacted, but the life of others that have no hope and that are in that cycle, that are in that rut, will come to existence that is in your perfect will your good will, your acceptable will. Lord, let it be in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for that move of your Holy Spirit right now. And so, Lord, we bow our knees to you, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Father, you would grant us, according to the riches of your glory, and the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, to be strengthened, that there would be a strengthening right now in the, in the might through His Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, into our inner man. Lord, right now, strengthen the inner man of each and every single one that is here. Those that are watching online right now, I pray there would be a strengthening that will come to the inner being as they say yes to you, Jesus as they allow you to be in their lives, to forgive them of their sins, Lord, that there would be a transformation that would take place supernaturally right now, in Jesus' name, in this place. And Lord, for those that are receiving it online right now, wherever they may be, whatever situation they're in, there would be a transformation that would begin to take place right now, in Jesus' name. And Lord, that Jesus Christ would dwell in their hearts through faith. By faith, their faith would not waver in you, Jesus, and what you did for them. Lord, that they would be rooted and grounded in your love. That they would comprehend, they would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height of your love for us and for them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, that love that passes all knowledge. We can't even grasp the extent of your love for us, Lord, that it would just begin to, to envelop us and to fill us, Lord. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Lord, let us be filled with the fullness of your Spirit. And now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, let it be done according to the power that works in 
us the power of your Spirit, Lord, to do even above what we can ask or think. Lord, I pray that there would be an asking and a thinking, Lord, of great things to be done yet. Lord, by individuals here in this place and those that would be added, they would be asking and thinking great things. And Lord, that you will do even exceedingly, abundantly, above what is asked or thought by the power that is within them. Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, that you would receive all the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And everyone says, amen, let it be, let it be, hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Thanks for joining us for the sermon. We really hope that God spoke to your life. You can find more of the Word of God by watching our service live stream and listening to our podcast on our website, lighthouseniagara.com. Hey, Lighthouse family, thank you so much for tuning in to another one of our services. We have a couple more sermons highlighted for you on the annotations here and here, so click if you're interested, or tune into one of our live streams at lighthouseniagara.com at 10 o'clock every single week. Have a great day. God bless.